You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's always game day in Buffalo, except this week, because it wasn't a Sunday game again. It was a Saturday night, and there are different game days. They played Saturday and Thursday and Monday and Sunday and night and afternoon. Sal Capaccio here, WGR Sports Radio 550. Matt Bove, WKBW-TV Channel 7. Matt, before I even welcome you in, I just have to say, can we start with the end and go back to the beginning? Because you and I are literally hooking up here, looking at each other, recording this right after whatever the name is going to be to the Raiders win over the Patriots. And there better be a darn name for that ending. There will be. That is one of the most iconic ways I've ever watched a game. end. just and the fact that it's the Patriots is probably so poetic for so many bills fans who are listening to this podcast. It feels like you have been on the wrong end of that game so many times. And now you got to see it and it was just glorious. It happened in slow motion as Jacoby Myers is lateraling the ball back and Chandler Jones catches it, I just see Mac Jones there. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to run him over. And then he shoves him into the ground, and he goes. And it was just. Oh, the stiff arm. Oh, baby. Chandler. poor guy. My Syracuse orange brethren. Oh, my gosh. Chandler Jones. He's like technically a Rochester native, right? I would say a kind of quasi-Western New Yorker. I don't know. Central New Yorker, I guess you'd call him. Yeah, Chandler Jones. John Bone Jones' brother, by the way. Arthur Jones. Uh Yeah, I mean, and. uh, he has the stiff arm and I immediately tweeted. Somebody needs to make a meme of Chandler Jones, stiff arming Mac Jones right now. And of course I didn't even have to say it. Mina Kimes already had it. She had it out there already. I had something too. It wasn't good though. I didn't have enough time to think of like a creative caption or anything with it. So I was was trying to think of like what like encapsulates that perfectly of just you getting run over. Oh my gosh. It's going to be, you remember how crazy the butt fumble was? Oh yeah. It's going to be the butt fumble multiplied by 10. It's just such, and it was also, it perfectly wraps a bow on what was just a super fun, crazy slate of Sunday games. And we're in the same boat because a lot of times the bills play on Sunday and whether we're at the stadium or whether we're traveling, there are very few Sundays when I just get to sit at home and watch football. And today I woke up and I watched the world cup final. And that was one of the best sporting events ever. Then I watched the one o'clock games and there were some crazy games happening there. Then the four o'clock games, those were wild as well. So really from start to finish, I have been just a slug today. I haven't accomplished anything. Well, and that goes hand in hand with kind of last night. Um, just basically 
you know, how on Saturday night, uh, how late the game went and getting home. What was that like for you? Um, you know, getting home, getting to the stadium, all that. So when did you get home? I got home at, after 2 a.m. and I got to bed at 4 a.m. after writing my arrow up, arrow down column. Okay, so I got home at around 3.15. I left, so the game ended around 11.45, which is really late for a game to end. Then we had the live post-game reaction on Channel 7, and that went for about 50 minutes. So we weren't even off of the air until around 12.45. At that point, we still had some stuff we had to do for our website and everything. Then it's probably like 1.15, but we kind of go up, so the pre- where the press box is, you can still look out and see the parking lot and you can see Abbott Road and you can see it was just still a mess. So we kind of just made the decision like, listen, we're going to sit in our cars in traffic for a long, long time, or we can just sit here and talk and just have a cup of coffee and just hang out. So that's what we ended up doing. So I left around 145 and I got home around 315. So it took me about an hour and a half. The weather was really bad and the roads were really bad. It was a really slow commute leaving the stadium last night. Yeah. So I have friends in town. And one of them is a big Dolphins fan, actually. And I picked him up at the airport, brought him in. We've been hanging out. Uh, him and another friend who's actually a Patriots fan. Unbelievable. Uh-huh. I'm a Patriots fan and a Dolphins fan here hanging out that I've been hanging out with all weekend. So after the game, you know, I don't I don't have to sit in the press box like you do to kind of uh, do all the stuff. And sometimes we do our podcast. But I like to get home, kind of write my column. But I also had Max and um, wanted to get him home. You know, he's nine-year-old and it's past midnight and the game's over. And so... We waited and it took a long time. Friends of ours have RV in RV. We went in, we hung out in the RV for a while, got in the car, had some traffic, got home and then started my column, got to bed at 4 a.m. And Matt, I never do this. I woke up at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. I never do that. I didn't sleep much. I'm probably running on like three hours of sleep because like you, I probably didn't get to bed until... 4 4 15 but then i woke up and i just couldn't fall back asleep and then i realized it was the world cup final and oh yeah i'm not a watch huge i'm not a, i'm not a huge soccer guy but i was like yeah it's the world cup final you got to watch it you got to watch it every four years so uh, yeah I'm, I'm running on fumes right now and i gotta say i know a lot of bills fans are probably in the same boat of just like a really late night on saturday a yeah. really weird day to your sunday it makes it a heck of a lot easier when they win sale 100 percent and that's why I wanted to start with the end and the beginning, because we know that the bills did win and we'll get to all of that in a minute. One of the other things I did was took my friends to a local sports bar where we watched all the one o'clock games, including of course the chiefs and the Texans. And I really thought we're going to do it. And I think that was the only thing that took a, the joy out of this weekend. If you will, it would have been so much more joyous if the chiefs would have lost and if the Bengals would have, but really more than if the chiefs would have to the Texans, it didn't happen. Boy, of course, you know, Matt, I have compared and I've said many times the Chiefs kind of remind me of the Patriots during their dynasty where it just seems like they always snatch victory from the jaws of defeat in some way, shape or form. And they did that again. I think that's a mark of a good team. And I think that's a mark of a team that just knows ways to win. And I think sometimes that's overblown. I remember we spent a lot of time talking about the bills and one possession games. And if it was a big concern of ours and we both kind of said like, yeah, it's something that you should talk about, but it's not something that we're overly concerned with. But I think that the counterpoint to that is there are teams that know how to win close games. And the chiefs are one of those teams. I am always confident if the chiefs are within 10 points, even in the fourth quarter, until there's like five minutes left on the clock, I always assume that the Chiefs are going to win. And I've started to feel that way a little bit about the Bills. Maybe not quite to the level that I feel it about the Chiefs, but it's the perfect comparison. When they went down eight to Miami on Saturday night and then Josh hit the big run, 
I think to myself, oh my God, they're like, they're going to tie the game and somehow they're going to win it. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. So I never really thought when it was, when it was early in the game and Houston was playing well, I was like, yeah, maybe something to monitor. And then the Bengals, the Bucks just folded. I thought that I don't feel the same way about the Bucks that I do about the Texans. Like the right. Texans might be the worst team in the NFL. I think the Bucks might be a bottom 10 team in the NFL, but you spot them 17 points at home. I'm thinking, okay, maybe Cincinnati loses this game. That makes it very, very interesting. That didn't happen. The good news though, Bills fans is three games left. If you control your own destiny and you got the one seed, you're 11 and three right now, you're going to the playoffs that happened. We haven't even mentioned that. I think it's so much of a foregone conclusion that we're 10 minutes into this. And we haven't even mentioned that the bills have clinched a playoff spot for the fourth consecutive season. So I think that speaks to like just how high the standard is now and how big the expectations are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, but I, I never was watching that Houston chiefs game thinking that Houston was actually going to win. I didn't think so either, but I was certainly hoping for it and guarding. I was more of a guard. Like I say, ah, they can't really do it. They can't really do it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And they didn't. And now let's take a look at the current up-to-date AFC seating. We'll get to yeah. how the bills won as well. The bills do hold the number one seed in the AFC at 11 and three. They're tied with Kansas city, but of course they have the tiebreaker and Cincinnati's right there knocking on the door, Matt. And we are trending maybe towards that Monday night game in Cincinnati in two weeks, January 2nd for being t- for the number one seed. Or, I mean, the Bills could literally fall to three if that happens, because if they lose, obviously Kansas City could jump them. But as I've been saying here, I actually predicted a few weeks ago that all these teams would lose one more game, at least, including the Bills. But, but I mean, that's the game at the end of the year because it doesn't matter and they're resting players. But I still think that this is not as easy as people think for either Kansas City or Cincinnati. Cincinnati goes to New England next week. I know what we just saw from New England. It's not an easy task. I mean, they could still, you know, wind up losing that game. What else do they do? Um, they have Buffalo, and then the final week, they had the Baltimore Ravens who could be fighting for their playoff lives. And, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs, everybody says how easy their schedule looks. Well, look, they almost lost to both the Broncos and Texans in back-to-back weeks, and they still have the Broncos one more time, the Seahawks, who can score points, and the Raiders, who always give them fits. So I don't think this thing is over by any means. I think there's still a lot of football to play. And I think too, the circumstances that these teams are playing each other become so imperative because Vegas today gets a win that keeps them still in the playoff hunt. So that last game of the season could matter a lot for the uh, Raiders. Same thing with new England, new England, when they play Cincinnati, new England is fighting just to stay alive at this point, they need to get a win. And because they lost to Vegas today, that becomes a must win for them. The one thing I will say about the standing. So right now the bills are one Kansas city two, Cincinnati, three, Tennessee, four, the Titans are frauds. And then the, fifth, sixth, and seventh. So the three wildcard teams right now are Baltimore, the chargers in Miami. If you're the bills, I don't know about you, Sal, those three last wildcard teams, the uh, Ravens, chargers, the dolphins, I would be the most scared of the dolphins. Mm, Raiders, chargers, Dolphins, Raven, Ravens, oh, 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 Ravens, mm. Ravens, chargers, dolphins. Okay. I think I might say chargers because they just have so many weapons, but yeah, they just, they, they don't put it together right enough. They did win again. They did win Sunday against the Titans. That was nice. And then the Ravens factor Ravens have the X factor with Lamar. It's just so tough. I I think I want to agree only because it's fresh in my mind what happened on Saturday night. And the fact that the dolphins can obviously score points, but I, I still think the bills they'll get to 30 points against this Dolphins defense still. I, and I, I don't know. And then we, I think you're probably right. I want to, I want to leave a little room to say though, I think the Ravens with a healthy Lamar to me, because they, I think have the best defense of that group. And then Lamar only takes his one or two plays or him to change a game. 
So if you look at the way the standings are set up now, the matchups would be the bills on a bye week which is of course what all bills fans want, right? It would be the dolphins at the chiefs in the wild card round, which would be an unbelievable game. It would be. Oh, I think storyline would be, would it be an unbelievable game? For some reason, I just think uh, admittedly you are higher on the dolphins than me, but maybe watching this week, last week I was like, see Matt this week. You're like, see Sal, right? I mean, because of the dolphins, I, the storylines would be amazing because of Tyreek, obviously. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. hundred percent. Do you think it would be a great game? I think that I've watched the chiefs struggle stopping bad offenses. Yep. And I do not think the dolphins have a bad offense. I think they're pretty dynamic. So I think that, that could be Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. So let's say they don't, you know, and we're, we're really ahead of ourselves now. Like they still have three games that they need to win, but you would also have the chargers going to the Bengals. And if you're the Bengals, you're like, crap, that's a tough first round matchup, a wild card game. And then you'd have the Ravens and the Titans. And if you're the bills, you're kind of just sitting there licking your chops, hoping that everything goes chalk. And you're like, okay, we'll host the Ravens or the Titans in Buffalo to go to the AFC championship, two teams that they have already beaten this year. So, and, and on top of that, if everything went chalk there, one of chiefs Bengals knocks themselves out, gets knocked out because they be playing each other. So, yeah, also, but you also, also be guaranteed to play one of them though in the, in the championship game. Also Cincinnati still remains, you know, that that game is in two weeks. The bills have beaten the chiefs in a playoff spot. They've beaten the Titans in a playoff spot. They've beaten the Ravens in a playoff spot. They have not played the chargers they're in a playoff spot and they've split with the dolphins. So the bills have had success yes. against the other teams that are in the AFC playoff picture. Well, let me put in even um, a little bit of a, a mathematical term. If you look at the entire AFC, okay. And you go strength of victory. That means like if you take all the teams you've beaten, take their win loss percentage. Oh, wow. That's ridiculous. I'm looking at it now. Wow. Buffalo bills have the second highest in the entire conference. Only two teams are even over 500 bills at five Oh seven and the Jacksonville Jaguars at five thirty, who are playing great football right now, by the way, strength of schedule, just strength of schedule. Take all the teams you played their win loss percentage. Miami has a higher strength of schedule. Jets have a straight higher strength of schedule. Uh, Pittsburgh, and I think G and not Jackson and, and that's it. So three. So the bills are right up there. They're beating good teams. They beat a good team in the Miami dolphins on Saturday, Matt, you just referenced it for a playoff spot. They've clinched the playoff spot. They're very, very close to clinching the division. They could do that Saturday, Christmas Eve in Chicago. Let's talk about what happened on Saturday night in a snow globe in orchard park. <laughs> 